Bienvenidos to this lovely podcast. <laughs> Don, Hi. ¿cómo estás? Bien, ¿y tú? Muy bien, gracias. So, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, Mercury retrograde is behind me, hopefully. Um, and the blood moon, which I didn't, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I was also like menstruating. So that was my cycle, like oh. the day of the blood moon. So I Ooh. was a literal crazy person. <laughs> um, Who were you being crazy with? Oh, I wasn't being crazy with you. That's good to know. No, I didn't consider that crazy. Well, you have special Dom training, too. <laughs> I think you can tolerate a lot of my um, antics more than most people. <laughs> True. You have a high tolerance, a high, a high Dom tolerance. <laughs> it, no, it was like the heat, man. I just, wow. The heat. This brutal New York City heat is... No games. If you I, ever want to torture me, please just put me in a never-ending subway tunnel. Oh, my God. Okay, yes. That, I have to agree with you on that. But it's terrible. That's mm -hmm. terrible. Yeah. So that just made me, it made me snap quite a few times. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this week it hasn't been super super humid compared to last week because last week was crazy mm -hmm. this week it's like okay it's not terrible right well that's why I'm feeling better okay and you see now this week is when I felt like I was losing it yeah and for our audience that's listening we're recording this on a Wednesday but we're, we were supposed to record this on a Tuesday but yesterday I was not having it mm -hmm. it was just like it was like work wasn't super crazy I mean yes there's like a few things that popped out here and there that I had to take care of but even then it was just like everyone was just driving me crazy And I was just not in a mood. And then I realized, too, I was like, oh, well, my period is close. That makes sense why I'm being so dramatic and feeling like I'm, like, drowning in a cup of water. Oh, my God. Yours is close, too? Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm scheduled to have mine in five days. So I have been taking – I know they're, like, not – what like it's not like clinical depression naps but they're depression naps <laughs> you know what I'm talking about like yeah. I'm just like so like groggy and I feel overwhelmed so instead of doing anything I just go to sleep and then I wake up and I'm like I still want to go keep going to sleep like oh. it's just like feeling like I'm in a fog yeah that's how I feel mm -hmm. and I think yesterday that's why I was just not having it But what helps me sometimes is, is to write things down and then realize like, okay, it's not the end of the world. I can actually get through this. And today I took some tea. I was determined to do my, my work and, you know, just kind of like take it easy. And it worked out actually. So I'm happy because yesterday I think I would have been in a really bad mood and this would have just been an entire episode of my rants. 
I'm sure the audience would, or not audience, because we're not performers, our listeners yes. who are our friends. I'm sure our uh, listeners wouldn't mind that. Yeah, I, I'm, I pretty, I'm pretty sure that everyone goes through these moments, especially us women when we're close to our periods. That happens. Let me tell you, the hormones the past two, three days, I think it really did start on <clears throat> on Sunday. It was like in high gear on Sunday. I think it's tapering off now. But then also I know that I've heard, especially if it's like around your period um, or in general, if you want to um, balance your hormones, work out. I've heard that before. Oh. Yeah. And I, like, cleared my head a lot today, like, before we even, um, like, a couple of minutes before we got on air, um, because I went to the gym, and I haven't gone in, like, two and a half weeks. So I was able to, like, clear my head, and I do feel, not like I feel like, you know, I'm walking on sunshine, you know how the <laughs> song goes? Yeah. But I feel, like, lighter or, like, less cluttered and, like... Tomorrow I have goals that I'm actually going to see through. Oh, that's lovely. Mm -hmm. So I'm not like, you know, I'm so happy now. Or, you know, when I was like really down in, in the dumps earlier. But, you know, working out, despite the fact that I will always hate being physically in the gym. Um, afterwards, the after effect did, did make me feel better. So before I get my period, I also get very sleepy. And so I haven't been able to wake up early enough in order to go run. So I think maybe that, that's also affecting me. Yes. I'm like a plant. Yes. I, the past, I overslept last, yesterday. Mm -hmm. I like had to put my makeup on in the train because <laughs> I... I set my alarm and I had all the intentions of waking up and then going to the gym yesterday and just like starting off. Um, just for context, I want to tell everyone, I guess we can announce it. Karen and I, we're going to Vegas. Oh, yes. And I have my Vegas body in mind. Bear, bear in mind, I also want to be healthy. But you know what? It's our birthdays and I want to look hot whatever I'm gonna call a spade a spade I want aesthetics um <laughs> and that's on my mind so I already have a countdown I have my calendar I have my meal um meal plans prepped and my intermittent fasting schedule I am so ready for these 85 days yeah mm -hmm. 85 days you're actually counting yes well I'm actually counting so it's longer um I put two weeks so my dream body or my goal body, not my dream body, my goal <laughs> weight should be um, met two weeks prior to Vegas. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. Nice. Mm -hmm. Actually, yeah, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. But um, I could like, I just could not get off the ground. I could not launch this project because I could not wake up at all. I just keep waking up at like eight. Oh, yeah, that's usually around the time that I wake up. Yeah, I mean, I got to, like, you know me. I take forever, so I got to give myself enough lead time. Girl, you need to, to like, wake up at, like, five. Five, yeah. <laughs> yep. 
That is crazy. But what were you saying? I'm sorry to cut you off. No, I actually, I was going to say that since I haven't been working out, I've actually been fasting, which you recommended. And I have to admit that I was very skeptical about it. As you always are. Yes, I am. But, and I forgot to text you this in the morning. But I've actually been seeing progress. I am so surprised. Like the little pooch that Mm -hmm. I had, Mm -hmm. it it just keeps getting smaller and smaller. (laughs) And I think like once, you know, this whole monster period is over, well, even though it hasn't even started, but you know, the symptoms and everything. I'll get back onto like my, my workout routine and I'll use the sweet sweat and that will help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This fasting has been the perfect thing. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. And it's so funny cause you like are really kicking it off and working on it. And I like what I fasted like two weeks ago and that was it. And then before then I haven't fasted since before LA. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you well, see, I mean, I've, I do a full day. I try to do the full day fast. If I don't, I try to do like the 14, 16 hour. The uh-huh. 14, yeah. I think it's the 14, 16 one. Yeah. Which is what I think you're on. Yes. Mm-hmm. so yeah I've been pretty good with it and it's not as bad as I thought it would be so because I haven't been working out recently so that's what I've been doing that's wow yeah I, I like this and Very once I get good. back onto my routine I am all set for Vegas oh wow <laughs> you're gonna be set for Vegas by next week <laughs> I was like I'm gonna give myself 85 days no, no, but I still need to do toning because, you know, that takes the, the, mm-hmm. the most time. Yeah. yeah, getting on maintenance mode. Do you remember where you were August 14, 2003? <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm like, 2003 sounds like I was like five. <laughs> no way! Shut up! I know. How old were we in two thousand and three? It was two old? after two thousand one. So I was in sixth grade when. I know okay. When mm. So wait. I don't know. I was not in eighth grade. Was I in eighth grade? I had to have been in seventh grade. Wait. How many years ago was that? We are terrible at math, seriously. Mm -hmm. That's why we're not a math podcast. (laughs) Okay, so that was 15 years ago. Oh, shoot. So I'm 29 minus 15. I was 14. Oh, then I was... What's 3 minus 14? (laughs) 12? You were 11. I was 11. Oh, wow. (laughs) Ew, it sounds so young. <laughs> okay, and for those people that don't know what we're referring to, it was the New York City blackout, mm-hmm. which happened 15 years ago. Yeah, I, I don't think it was New York City. It was I like think also, New York. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it happened. 
Here in Rockland. Oh, okay. Westchester. Oh, yeah. So then it was in New York. Yeah, it was like a New York, um, at least maybe like probably not New York State, but like the lower Hudson Valley mm-hmm. area and like the surround the neighboring towns. Oh. And I think like, yeah, or the Hudson Valley, because I'm lower Hudson Valley, but there's a larger Hudson Valley. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So do you remember where you were when this happened? Yeah, it was hot. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's what you remember. Always count on me to remember the, tr- the trauma of heat. Yes, it was hot. I remember that, too. It was hot. And there was no relief because there was no electricity. There was nothing. There was nothing at all. Um, I remember... Um, so obviously it was 2003. I had not moved to the Bronx yet. So I was still very much in Rockland County at like, <laughs> as an 11 year old. Um, I was at my um, neighbor's, uh, front porch. That's where we like congregated. Um, oh. mm-hmm. so the, like my, my neighbors to my, yeah. So my late, my neighbors, um, where so Pamela is a year older than me and Ashton's two years older than me, but we were like all around the same age. So I guess like nine, 11, 12. Mm-hmm. We always, we, we always rode our bikes every day during the summer, bikes and scooters and roller skates. We had oh. all of it. Um, and we lived, we live in a cul-de-sac. So it's a dead end. So there's oh. not like cars going in and out. Mm-hmm. Like, it's mostly, like, neighborhood cars or people who need to, like, make U-turns. But, like, we're really far out. It's, like, not even a busy street um, where we are. It's, like, very residential. So we would just, like, ride our bikes up and down down the street, which is also on a hill. So that would be fun. We would, like... Oh, yeah, that does sound fun. Yeah, we would, like, roller skate up the hill and then just, like, glide down it, um and fall a lot of times (laughs) um so you could always do that but today like that day you should hear me today that day was different (laughs) um because I think my mom had just finished making a week I was well I'm not I'm still into french fries love 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 french fries but my mom would buy like the big like um what is it called Idaho or you know the ones the crinkle cut fries um oh yeah but I forget what brand they are yeah me too I'm blanking on the name but I know they're like their their whole thing is like real potatoes from Idaho um my mom would buy the big pack that could feed like a family of nine mind <laughs> you I'm an only child and I'm the only person who really loves french fries and even this like was too much for me but my mom would buy it from Costco because I think that's when Costco started like Costco came around 2000 to Rockland County either 2000 2001 or 2002 like early 2000 so my mom started like got a membership and like buying buying bulk mind you for families quite larger than ours she would buy bulk for us and she like made like the whole bag basically for us like after we were riding our bikes 
So that's why we ended up um, at our neighbor's porch. Because after my mom was making, like she made food for us, we ventured away from my house to my neighbor's house and just sat and ate French fries. Oh. 100 degree weather heat and did not ride our bikes until the, like, until it was nighttime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because obviously there was no more light. Mm hmm. Okay. It sounds like you had a pretty good time, I guess. I was hot. Yeah, <laughs> I was hot. Like, I this is when people were like, "Oh yeah, you know, it's been getting hot recently." Like, you know, like to allude to like you know global warming or climate change. Which I'm like, yeah, I believe in science. I know that's a thing that's happening. Yeah, but level with me here. I've always hated this, probably since birth. Okay, this is how <laughs> I know. Don't even try to play this. Oh yeah, recently thing with me. I'm telling you right now, since I was 11 years old, I can remember <laughs> the most iconic thing that I remember about like a New York, a statewide blackout is that I was hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So you see, I remember, yeah, I remember everything that happened, obviously, because I was a little bit older, mm-hmm. but I remember we were in the apartment. I think we were getting ready to head out to the park because we would always head out to the park in the afternoon when it wasn't like the sun wasn't like mm-hmm. out there, you know, when there was shade and whatever. And so we were getting ready to leave. And as we open the door, we see that the hallway is dark. And then we thought that maybe some of the lights were out. Mm-hmm. And, that, you know, just the super hadn't changed them. But as we started going downstairs, we realized that the entire building was dark. And then the neighbors started to come out and everyone was like, what's going on in the building? Is it just the building? Because I thought at first that's what we thought. Eventually, we realized that, no, it was the entire area. Mm-hmm. And then we had, I, like my dad, he would always do this. And until this day, he does this. He either has a lot of speakers in the house or he brings a whole bunch of radios and whatever. Back then, we still had a radio that was operated by batteries. And mm-hmm. somehow we were able to find a radio station that I think was like giving updates. Mm-hmm. And so that's how we found that there was, you know, a power outage. Yes. <laughs> and so then my dad was at work and luckily like he worked around the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So we were able to go find him and tell him that we were okay. It was just that the building was without lights and we just needed to find our lamps and make sure that we had enough canned food. Cause we weren't sure like how long this was going to last for. It lasted for such a long time. Dom, it was not such a long time. It wasn't. Right. How, how, how long did it feel to you? We're investigating this, but continue. <laughs> okay. So then we got back home and we were searching for our lamps, make sure that the batteries worked. And so, yeah, basically we spent the whole entire day. I think we did go to the park. I can't remember that part. Uh, no, no, wait. I take that back. We didn't go to the park because my parents had heard about the power outage that happened so many years ago. You remember this? 
that event was in the Netflix series. Um, what was it called? Um, the get the get down. Yeah. And where people just started like going into businesses, taking everything and things got wild. Mm -hmm. So my dad had heard about that and he was like, no, stay home. Don't open the door to anyone. I have keys. Mm -hmm. Like, no, just stay in there. You have, you have the, the lamps, you have food. There's no need to leave the house. And so we didn't because of that, like we weren't sure how it was going to go. Yeah. So we wanted to be safe in the house. Then eventually, like, we started hearing the neighborhood, you know, just out there with their music. And everyone was just enjoying the daylight because basically that's what we could do. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's what we did. And then during the night, obviously, like, it was very uncomfortable because everyone was super sticky. I do remember that we all slept in the same room because we just wanted to be safe. And so that's what we did. But it was uncomfortable because it was very sticky, obviously. It was the summertime. The AC wasn't working, not even the fans. So it was uncomfortable. Uh, what we did is, like, we would wet our T-shirts. Mm -hmm. And then we would just, like, put them on top of us and, you know, just enjoy it as long as that lasted. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. eventually it got hot. So then you remember it going into the night, but then you said it wasn't so long. Okay, because obviously <laughs> I wasn't awake during the night. And then I remember that I think the next day, I, I can't remember what time I woke up, but I remember back then I would sleep pretty late. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming it was maybe like 10 or 11. And when we woke up, the lights were back. Yeah, so me, Investigator Dom. Okay. Um, their part, so it was actually the Northeast blackout of 2003. It wasn't even just like New York, um, or lower Hudson Valley, Hudson Valley. Uh-huh. It was like multiple states spanning into Canada. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So definitely was the entire state of New York. It was definitely not just New York City and neighboring towns around New York City. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, apparently it happened around 4, 10 p.m. I yes. feel like it happened a little bit earlier, maybe like 2 or 3, I remember. No. No. It, it four, didn't happen around 2. 4 sounds about right to me. Um, and some people further up north maybe got their power back around 11 uh, it took two full days to restore all power how many two oh wow yeah miss it wasn't that long yeah <laughs> when i say it felt like forever i am not joking Wait, well in the bronx it didn't <laughs> Okay, so the article that I'm reading says that Staten Island was the first of the five boroughs to have power fully restored That's in true. the early morning hours of August 15th. So, yeah. yeah, I'm assuming that in the Bronx, it came <laughs> back like around maybe like noon or something. Okay. I, I didn't realize that it had been so long until I saw a post on Instagram. Mm -hmm. 
And I thought it would be fun to share kind of like whatever it is that we remembered. I think it was also the same year I made my parents get me an air conditioner. (laughs) And then that happened. (laughs) I have another question for you, Dom. What's that? So... And this is coming from the podcast uh, Chisme and Chill. Mm-hmm. So, and they, they covered this on their, on their latest episode, which I was listening to earlier today. Yeah. And if you could ask Alexa to do one thing, what would it be? Ever? Yeah, just think of like endless things that you can ask Alexa. Oh my God. What would it be? Oh, this is so rude. <laughs> Why? Because like, okay, think like Alexa is basically like the, the genie of the modern day. And you could ask Alexa anything. What would it be? I'm thinking about this very carefully. So Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon, mm-hmm. is worth $50 billion. Um. And I remember reading somewhere if he gave like maybe a quarter of his fortune to literally every working person in the United States, we'd be able to live comfortably without working ever. So, (gasps) Alexa, (laughs) redistribute that wealth. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So I had to look at his net worth. I know he's like either the second or third richest man in the planet. What the hell is he going to do with all that money? He's going to give it to us. He should. He's not even going to have the lifespan to spend all of that money. Okay. Actually, he is the richest man on earth. (gasps) Let's double check. Damn. I need to stop buying things on Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I would ask Alexis to redistribute um, his wealth. Um, Okay. I love that one. In addition to doing that, uh, making sure that, you know, Amazon employees can like work in a place where their feet, they feel safe and have unions and not oh. feel like, you know, they're going to be punished for going to the bathroom. So, yeah, it's a very um, utopic socialist uh, ask from <laughs> Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're kind of like on the same direction because Ooh. if I was able to ask Alexa for anything, it would be to just get rid of borders and all this nonsense of like, no, you need like all of this in order to enter this country or blah, blah, blah. Like, no. I'm crying. <laughs> like family separation is the worst thing that can happen. Yes. And if you want to move to another country, like, okay, you can move as long as you, you know, eventually like find the job and everything. Nothing wrong with that. You're not harming anyone by moving. So why do we have to have all this nonsense? Yeah. So that's a polish ice. Yes, basically. <laughs> and we would have the perfect world along with the ass that you have. Yeah, oh man. <laughs> right? 
Can you imagine we had like all these lovely, beautiful families who are escaping like really terrible economic hardship have like universal basic income yes. and access to healthcare so they can thrive. Can you right. imagine how beautiful the economy would be? And I'm not saying like, yeah, I'm saying like, oh, we need to do this so that we grow our economy. But I'm saying like, it would be like when people, people feel like people feel comfortable and I'm not talking about like comfortable, complacent, comfortable, but like when mm-hmm. you know, like you have a peace of mind and you're not like racked by financial anxiety and like social status because people who immigrate here, especially undocumented are relegated to a second class or yeah. a, an underclass um, when those things don't aren't in play, like the nation flourishes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying like, oh, we need to like change this so we can have a good economy. That's not really what I'm saying. I'm saying like, right. one, I think the health of like a group of people socially and culturally and economically would vastly improve if we had, if we had yeah. um, these things in play. So Alexa, get to work. <laughs> I loved your responses actually yeah yeah I did I'm really yeah I love the about I didn't even think twice about that <laughs> I should have I should have because here I am thinking like oh it's really gonna be abolished by 2020 which I'm hoping there's um there's just a lot more conversation about it and there's more people on the side of wanting to get rid of ice as it is than people not um the one thing i do hear conversations about and we can definitely have someone who is more of an abolitionist expert discuss um uh on the podcast but what i do hear people say who try to poo-poo the ideas like then what are we gonna do about like security at the borders i was like well what are they doing now with security at the borders they're not (laughs) doing much like (laughs) i think 0.1 percent of ice's actual efforts actually go into like stopping human trafficking and um drug trafficking everything else i hear is they're stopping babies from like living so the way it is and i hear i hear this from um some establishment democrats or like some rising voices in the democratic party is like no you know what we shouldn't abolish it we should like put more like third party control on the ice agents so that they don't act out i was like are you seriously telling you're gonna put a police to police the police like what (laughs) (laughs) that makes no sense none (laughs) (sighs) and speaking of alexa Although what we asked Alexa is very reasonable and it would help the entire world, I think. Very reasonable. Like, such an easy ask. Right? Alexa, like, it should take her no, like, more than, no more than five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Get rid of all of that stuff. I think, like, now Alexa is getting a mind of its own. Because something creepy happened with it. Oh, my God. I remember so actually, I'm the type of person that will, personally, I would never get an Alexa or any of those things that you can just command it to do something. I would never. Same here. 
So after hearing this news, I was like, nope, never, never, ever. So it turns out that Alexa accidentally, and I'm putting quotes around this, recorded a couple's conversation and then sent it to one of their contacts. And meanwhile, this family was unaware that this had happened until the person reached out to them and said, like, hey, I, I believe they were talking about, like, you know, fixing their, their floor or something like that. And this person emailed them and said, like, hey, I heard that you're thinking about, like, making some changes around the house, mm-hmm. da da da. And they were like, yeah, but that was a private conversation. And they were like, well, no, because I had like a whole transcript of your conversation. And yes, it turns out that apparently Alexa accidentally turned on, (laughs) started recording this conversation and just sent it to people. And what Amazon claimed was that it probably heard something similar to Alexa. It heard something similar to a record. And it heard something similar to send to contacts. Which I am not falling for this. What do you think, Dom? I'm, obviously, we are living in a computer simulation in the end times. And I want out. Right? I want to leave this society um it is so great so like that is okay this is like along the lines Uh of what you discussed and I was thinking about this yesterday so it's like so creepy that you are also in my brain but (laughs) (laughs) this is gonna sound like a weird fear and Karen knows all my little weird fears and she you should see the way she looks at me when I'm like I'm scared that I might give birth to a serial killer. It's a legitimate <laughs> fear. Whatever. <laughs> okay, tell me your other fear. One of the weird fears that I have that's, like, similar to this is, um, so, I, like, you and I both use, like, the Bluetooth-enabled wireless headphones. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so afraid that it'll turn on and dial a parent. <laughs> During my intimate acts, <laughs> I am is <laughs> probably my second, if not my first fear. <laughs> so, what I normally do during intimate times is that I actually either put my phone on airplane mode or I turn it off. and you see my fear is a little validated because i had a really i had a really cheap pair that i bought like ten dollars somehow i don't know how it turned on in my bag and my phone was in my lap but it um what did i i remember just like disconnecting it I remember disconnecting it. I didn't like put it on airplane mode or turned it off, but I remember disconnecting the Bluetooth. Somehow okay. it connected itself. And I don't know how my dad got on the line, but he heard like it was like a butt dial, which is weird because my phone was on my lap. 
Right. And he was like, oh, I heard you laughing and giggling, but I assumed it was a butt dial, so I hung up. And I was like, <gasps> that yeah. is creepy. That is. I mean, I was like in a therapist's office. <laughs> <laughs> so that was an intimacy that, yeah, whatever. They can hear about that. <laughs> oh, sure. moment, babe. I will be 40 with three kids and I still don't want them to know. <laughs> I think no one ever wants their parents to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, actually that's never happened to me. Mm-hmm. But now that you mentioned it, I am going to be more careful with that. Oh, okay. So now my weird fears are kind of plausible now to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've always had my doubts about all these like smart objects that you can just like use your voice basically to command them mm-hmm. i've never been the type of like to be so excited for them and speaking of that mm-hmm. uh you remember when the iphone came out with the face recognition in order to unlock your phone oh my god it's so creepy yeah yes i thought it was so creepy and you probably look if you're this type of person i'm sorry but you're probably gonna look super stupid unlocking your phone mm-hmm. like every five minutes with your face mm-hmm. So then when I went to get my upgrade and the girl was helping me, she goes, oh, okay, so we're going to set it up. Let me take the picture for the face recognition. I was like, no, 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 I don't want that. Mm -hmm. And she looked at me. She's like, oh, you're the first person that doesn't want it. Everyone is always super excited about it. I was like, no, 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 no. I can use my fingers to unlock my phone. kidding me? Mm-hmm. Even the fingers is like kind of weird, but I think we adjusted to that. But like, I know my face is a hard pass. The <laughs> way I look in the morning, if I needed to unlock my phone with my morning face, right? Twitter, they would think I'm an intruder. I look different, <laughs> <laughs> and not a good different. That's why I put makeup on. <laughs> I've thought the same thing. I feel like I look puffy when I wake up. Oh my god! I don't even have the eyebrows on. <laughs> like nothing. My hair is a mess. So, like, my phone wouldn't even recognize my own face. No, exactly. So e- even then, I thought it was like so creepy that they had like decided to implement that. And now with like hearing this whole Alexa situation, I was like, never. Like I can get up and do whatever it is that I need to do. Turn on whatever it is that I need to turn on. I do not need one of these creepy things, like basically overhearing my entire conversation. And speaking of what you said your phone did to you, it was probably like a few months ago. I would say maybe like two months ago that I walked into a a Haagen-Dazs and I wanted to get some ice cream, obviously. But because it was hot, I wanted to eat my ice cream in the store, but there were no more tables. So then I was like, okay, it's not meant to be. So I just walked out and, you know, found another cafe around. Next thing you know, I'm on the train. I open Instagram. And what do I get? Haagen-Dazs ads. So weird. Yes. I was like, this is super creepy. Like, I'm just about to throw my phone onto the train tracks and go back to, like, one of those, um, the flip phones. Yup. <laughs> Absolutely. I, something similar happened to me within the two-week span. 
Um, I was talking to someone because they were talking about like, you know, I'm going to move down to Virginia and I like thinking about jobs. And I was like, oh, a big like industry job, um, which is like weapons um, manufacturing or contracting. I don't know. It's something imperialist. Um, (laughs) uh, it's called Raytheon and I bet you after everyone listens to this and like probably Googles it and like for you, you'll probably see freaking ads about it. Anyways, we were talking, just talking about it. My phone was on the table. The next day I got an ad on Twitter, like saying, here are the job openings at Raytheon. I'm like, are you serious? (gasps) Yikes super yikes and I remember saying like that's so creepy and I was telling you and another friend of ours and colleague Peggy oh yeah Mm -hmm. um I was telling you guys like that and I just texted it I wasn't even saying it um I just like sent like the screenshot Mm -hmm. two days after that I just see Raytheon again on my Twitter feed and I'm like I'm like me I blocked them so I think I muted them the first time Uh I blocked them and I'm like this is so insanely weird. It is like all these algorithms and basically everything that we do now. Mm-hmm. As I feel like, as long as we carry our phones, there's some way to track it. Yeah. So for everyone out there that has these, like Alexa or I don't know what the other things are called, you better watch out. Turn it off now. Throw it in the nearest bucket of water you can find. <laughs> or just be careful because this thing could just like turn on and quote unquote hear something that sounds like record conversation. Send your dirty little talk, your pillow talk, to your <laughs> grandmother who you haven't even called since Christmas. <laughs> And she's gonna wonder why, and then she's gonna know <laughs> it's not Christmas. <laughs> Anything else you want to add about it, Tom? Um, just Alexa, run me my money. Um, and Tom will, Tom will be waiting for that deposit. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> and reunite children with their families and make sure that they. And come here because you know what also is like total bs and crap about the narrative is that like there's too few resources and too many people in this country is like no 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 there are two there's too few people holding yeah all of the resources yep. in this country i welcome like these families who are suffering both at the border but also in our countries yeah, who are like, suffering financially, basically. Yeah, like mm-hmm. here with open arms. Yep. Yeah. Every everyone deserves to live comfortably, I guess. Mm-hmm. And why are all these greedy people? Not even all of these, because like I, like you said, it's like a, you can count them. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. So why are just like these few people? basically hoarding all this money right where's it gonna go exactly where you don't you probably don't even know what to spend it on anymore i honestly like 
if like if you have like if you were a multi-millionaire like i can understand not even i can understand a millionaire because i've literally never been at this spot in my life but if you were like a multi-millionaire close to a billionaire how do you even open up your bank app and read those zeros like does that even (laughs) register I definitely don't think they have an account with like Chase or Citibank. (laughs) (laughs) They probably have their own kind of like millionaire bank. Probably. I'm pretty sure. I'm a hundred percent sure. I mean, I've seen it in movies, so I I wouldn't. It must be true. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Alexa, if you're listening to this, I'm waiting for my check. Mm-hmm. Waiting for my check um, and waiting for more groups of people to come in to share yes. this American dream. And Alexa, if you hear anything that remotely sounds like human mating, you better close down. It's highlight time. Highlight time. Ooh, we should have like a little jingle. I think you just made it. <laughs> see i don't want to highlight this person but i do feel like yeah she's not a highlight but i do feel for her because we are the same like we are skin folk and i feel like she's really taking a beating in the media and from her president and i think she's doing good work despite the fact that she like volunteered to work for the administration but you know me i'm a little chismosa yes so sometimes i prioritize gossip overall (laughs) i just want to say solidarity to amorosa in spirit you know what i'm saying oh yes i did see those posts yeah because i do think like she is really taking it from the administration and you should never be calling anyone a dog but it really looks bad and it's like highly racialized when you call a black woman a dog and a low life and he's constantly so my highlights is actually turning into <laughs> so, uh, who you're sending to hell we're yeah. just gonna do this all in one <laughs> yeah, he has a history of doing this, it's particularly with black personalities, whether it's political, sports, or otherwise. He is constantly saying that, you know, anyone who is vocal, who has melanin, has low IQ. You know what I'm saying? Or <sighs> is like SOBs. Yeah. Or just Bs, or idiots um liars um and uh dogs apparently and he's called you know michael king's murderers rapists and he's called them animals as well so it's a lot of um that kind of language is People will say, oh, he's just off the cuff like his no say it's off. no that kind of language you know you know who it's for. When you don't see people of color as people, your default is always to downgrade them mm-hmm. or describe them as animals. Yeah. And another thing to note is like, 
you can have as much money in the world, but the fact that you have money does not mean that you have a proper education or manners. Cause look at the president. Mm-hmm. You can, you can have like $2 under your name and you probably have way more manners than this asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I, I feel like a lot of people think that they're like, Oh, because this person is rich da da da, and they're so like, highly educated and have the best manners. No, money does not buy you manners. Doesn't buy you manners. Definitely doesn't buy your soul. If anything, it wears away at your soul. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, I think as a black woman. Yeah. <laughs> props to her. To props be honest. to her. She's really getting under their skin. She is very, she is showing um, that she is a formidable force. You know what I mean? Like, she's not just like, oh, an angry black woman and she's belligerent. She's actually being really, like, careful. Yeah. In, like, her delivery. Of course. She has to show that she's the bigger person in this and she's not going to sink down to his level. Right. But, Mm -hmm. like, it's so complicated because, like, she worked for him and defended him and, got mad at a group of black journalists uh, right, rightfully criticizing him. So I was like, you know what? Not all skin folk is kin folk, but still, yeah. <laughs> still I'm not, I'm not just going to sit here and be like, you know, what? I don't agree with her politics, but I also am not going to be like, because I don't agree with her politics. That makes it all right for her to be like really abused. Yeah, exactly. Cause I'm the bigger person. That's the moral <laughs> of the story. So the highlight is actually me. <laughs> And you are from the Bronx, so. Yeah. (laughs) I want to highlight some chingona woman out there. Yes. The founder of Brujita Skincare. Oh, my God. I knew that was coming. Yes. (laughs) Put me on. Yes. So I've actually been buying a lot of products from her. Mm -hmm. I have the vegan face cream. Mm-hmm. I have some of her face mask. Um, and what else did I get from her? The other, there's like a mist that you use for the face mask as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've just been loving all her products. I definitely want to buy more. But for now, I'm just going to, you know, hold off a little bit. Oh, it's the hydrosols. Yes. The hydrosols I got as well. And I've been really loving the vegan crema. I love it. It smells delicious. Like you can almost eat it, but you shouldn't. (laughs) And my face, I feel like it's just making my face super soft. Well, for the listeners out there who don't see Karen um, often, I was high-key jealous <gasps> and annoyed at how amazing her bare skin looked. Oh, thank you. What do you mean thank you? You walked into the meeting late. It was hot. And you're like, <laughs> sorry, I'm late. And I'm like, ew. <laughs> all I could see was just like this pristine face. And I'm like, maybe you should have stayed home. <laughs> I don't know. And denied the office of my presence? Yeah, whatever. Never. (laughs) Anyways, yeah. I see a 
radical, not a radical <laughs> difference. Like you've got like plastic surgery. <laughs> I was very jealous of how literally matte your skin is. And I'm like, thank you so much. There you go, guys. Brujita products actually work. Mm-hmm, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> And then there's another female that I want to highlight. Yes. And it's, okay, so the reason why I want to highlight her is because I've seen her products, but I'm saving up in order to buy them or I'm waiting for a sale to happen. And she's the founder. It's Her name is Jomara, and mm-hmm. she's the founder of Small Batch Supply. Mm-hmm. So basically she makes all these leather wallets, belts, handbags. She makes them herself. Mm-hmm. And she shares a studio with Brujita Skincare. And I believe it was last weekend that they had an open house. And basically, you could just pop in, have a drink, check out their studio. And by what I saw from their Instagram stories, that studio looks amazing. Yeah, I I know what you're talking about. I was also high-key jealous because I was like right? I want to be on that set too yeah. me too and I'm like these like these creatives could do so much with that that awesome studio like I could just imagine like both of them starting a podcast or both of them like doing little videos I don't know like all oh, my creativity was really flowing and I got inspired all because of their magnificent studio I love it I'm obsessed with it if I was in LA I would have been there the entire time amazing so i just want to highlight them because you know they're out here hustling building their own business and just getting the word out there making awesome products and they deserve the best yeah so check them out guys we'll leave the links in our um description Mm -hmm. so that is it for my highlights yeah well we already we already sent someone out (laughs) yeah you did your two in one I, you know, I'm an efficient girl. <laughs> so, yeah, guys, that is it for this podcast. Anything else you want to add, Dom? Uh, mm, no. I mean, we're going to hear about it from my Twitter feed. If there's anything else, of course, <laughs> that happens. Yes, please make sure to follow Dom on Twitter. She is always blasting the news. Any single thing that happens, Dom is on top of it. Yeah. Also, follow me because sometimes I ask for recommendations and I feel like I'm talking to myself. Oh, that's the worst (laughs) about Twitter. Like, I don't (laughs) want to have Twitter just to, like, you know, for follows and likes. But sometimes I'm like, I'm putting something out here that I carefully crafted and I really need input and literally no one's paying attention. <laughs> so yeah, go follow us. Yeah. We get lonely sometimes. <laughs> All right, everyone, make sure you subscribe that you rate us and also follow us on our social media platforms, Twitter and Instagram. Bye. This podcast was executive produced by Karen Almonte. You can follow us on social media to keep up with your favorite Bronx ladies. From the Bronx with Love is part of Anthology House Media.